This is an ABC podcast. Greetings from Nambour. Nambour. I'm Iyuki Okiranta, and for this episode of Earshot, we're taking a wander down the main street of Nambour, Curry Street, on Queensland's Sunshine Coast. A bunch of ratbag artsy types, my kind of people, put together a podcast called the Nambour Variety Show. It's Australia at its best, its worst, and its most entertaining. It's hosted by Auntie Doreen, with guests that range from Kevin Rudd to Miss Sugartown. The Nambour Variety Show. It's on the way up, not on the way out. We're out on the streets of Nambour. First of all, it's fantastic to be back in Queensland. We're just asking people what it is they love about Nambour. You're asking the wrong people here, my friend. We hate Nambour, mate. There's something weird about all little towns. And fantastic to be back at Nambour High. Welcome to the Nambour Variety Show. Sound medicine brought to you by me, Auntie Doreen here at Audio Ambo Studios, Nambour. Don't you wish you were in Nambour? Deep down, I bet you do. Nambour, where the sun shines every day and winter never makes it. The beaches go on and on and the rivers are steeped in rainforest, storm silt and shopping trolleys. Shops in Curry Street, sticky nights with searing heat. I sit and wonder where that cane train goes. Big pineapple, macadamia nut. Sunday comes and everything's shut. Let's be honest here. A few uninformed types out there think that we who live here in Nambour aren't worth listening to. Like we're the simple cousins on the sunny coast. in towns like Mullaney, Maroochydore, Maloolabar and Majimba, where the moneyed folk go to lose weight and resurrect their ailing relationships. But here in Nambour, we've got that many churches we don't need resurrecting. We're just fine the way we are. Nambour, Australia, postcode 4560, population 15,000. That's Greater Nambour. And while the old mill site has been gone 13 hard years and been replaced by our very own coals, a car park and cut price shops, the memory of Kane still holds dear. So do you remember Namble when it was Sugartown? Yep. You miss the cane? Yeah, it should be still here, mate. Still have workers around here, everybody, you know, the cane fields will be everywhere. Cane trains, they used to like the train going through and the smoke and the smell of the smoke and, yeah. In the early days, there were little steam locos used to bring the cane up up Howard Street. There were two little locos. One was called the Morton and one was called the Marucci. They used to pull this long, long rake of cane up Howard Street and then across Curry Street. And that's where the trouble started because in those days, Curry Street was the main thoroughfare from anybody going north to Rocky, Cairns, Townsville or wherever. So that was the main, that was the Bruce Highway. In 1959, they counted 70 odd crossings a day during the crush. So you can imagine what the motorists felt like when the 
little trains were coming up. There'd always be bits of cane falling off, you know, and the cane would pop out the side. And of course then a car would drive over it and you get an instantaneous crush on the road instead of at the mill. So the damn stuff would start to ferment. And then, by crikey, the smell was something to be experienced. Cut cane while days are bright. Crush it and cook it right. Mills roaring through the night. Old Sugar Town Namba. There's Ted from up In the early days, we had manual cane cutters. And uh, some of them are quite different, you know. The, we were one chap we called him Pickles because he was always pickled. And a uh, Yugoslav cane cutter, he'd, all he'd bring out in the paddock was a kettle of black coal tea, and that would keep him going all day. There was a lot of small farms here in the 50s, probably 300 cane farmers. But then by the time the mill shut in 2003, there was you know, probably only about 30 farms left. You remember Nambour when it was, a, it was a cane town? Yeah, I remember that back then. I'm a local. I drink a lot of piss and, yeah. I was born on a cane farm. My father was a cane farmer. My great-grandparents sent cane the first year of the mill. My grandfather sent cane the first year of the mill and so it went on through the generations. And we thought all the magas floating around and the cane ash, well, that was just part of it. But at school, I loved the smell of the sugar in the town because they would start the crushing in July and within two weeks we would have school holidays. So when you got that sweet smell, it was always holidays around the corner. <laughs> so I always associated the two. And now when I need a fix, I will you know, sniff a bag of raw sugar and just take me back. <laughs> Do you know what bagasse is? No. That black sooty stuff? Oh, the black snow, because it, it used to fall down on the clothes and everywhere and the kids would run out and play with it when it was black snow. And do you remember what year the mill closed? Let me think, that was in 2003. Whoa. Excellent, this is definitely a local. <laughs> the sugar has gone But it is still sweet in the morning On the streets of my town Sometimes we move on You've booked your tickets, and here you are, on a lovely warm September day with me, Auntie Doreen in Nambour, you and I, sister, standing outside Coles looking east, past the old sugar mill manager's headquarters, that's the one with the big for sale sign today, down to the main street of town, and there, can you see it, glinting in the hot sun, those two strips of iron that run east-west, a moment please. It's Namble's very own hallowed ground. Whether it was the marching girls hot-stepping up Curry Street, the slow amble of the floats from the Sugar Festival, councillors and aldermen, or mum and dad waylaid on the way back from the methadone clinic, those tracks have touched us all. Stepping out for pizza snacks Across the railway tracks In our boots and tracky dacks Dagging round in Namble that West is off his face. He's decked out in perfect taste. The check shirt around his waist is dagging round in amber. Dagging round, dagging round, dagging round. 
are you a local, though? I know, certainly am. I'm actually a third generation Namborite. Sugartown was, it was like, it was the hub of the town. It was the big excitement when the crushing started. And I guess it's been in my family because my grandfather grew sugar cane. So, you know, sugar's run, run right through me. But as a child, you know, the, the cane fires, and, and I've always loved cane fires. It's, they're, they're over in, like it's whoosh, it's there and then it's gone. But Nambour was, you know, it was really the hub. It, it, it was the big town, Marichidu and Malulaba, they were the villages. There was nobody down there. Nambour used to be such a social town and quests were very popular. Um, there would be all these procession and we'd all queue up in front of the Civic. You couldn't put a pin between the people. I th said to my mother one day, Mum, can I please enter that quest? And, and she said yes, and I was very proud to become one of the finalists one year, and I thought that was lovely. So in 1956, I was uh, presented at the Shnambul Showground at the Show Ball. Uh, and I th thought I was like Cinderella, as you do. And it was a white tulle dress. It was in all embroidered. It had a lovely deep V bodice encrusted with pearls and diamantes. And in those days, I had an 18-inch waist, which no one would believe me today. I think I should have been twins and haven't divided. But anyway, it was a beautiful bodice with a tulle skirt. And I used to think I was like a fairy, but I was also amongst wonderful, beautiful-looking girls. So I was in good company. Nambour had a beautiful girls. We're all good stock, you know. Once upon a time, and not so long ago, there was a beautiful and sweet princess called Miss Sugar. She lived in a large, white, weatherboard home in the centre of the universe, a town called Nambour. Miss Sugar had grown up, like many of her friends, surrounded by verdant green fields of sweet sugarcane stalks swaying in the summer breeze. Come harvest time, by night, She'd watch the cane fires on her family's endless acres blaze and burn to almost touch the stars in the wondrous clear and velvety skies that blessed the bowl of Nambour and all who lived within its valley. As those fires burned bright against the midnight skies, Miss Sugar's father would tell her tales of his wealthy empire, lands that stretched all the way across the proud Maruchi River, almost to Mount Coulomb and the ocean beyond. Nambour, he'd say, with pride in his gravelly farmer's voice. Being born in Nambour makes you one very lucky girl. Miss Sugar would nod her golden head wisely, taking in her destiny, which seemed to stretch ahead of her in a most assured manner, all the way, in fact, to the annual Miss Sugar Town Parade. At the age of 16, she'd finally assume her rightful place in society, pride of place on the town float, blue and silver satin sash across her breast, emblazoned with the words, Miss Sugartown. Just imagine, it does get you wondering if the Miss Sugartown competition should ever make a comeback. Hold it, hold it, just, just a moment. Okay, councillors, I, I know it's late. It's been a very long day. We have this one agenda item that we need to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, we've decided to bring back Miss Sugar. Oh, Miss Sugar. We're not talking the 1950s. 
I was thinking we ought to have a public grieving ceremony first for the loss of the mill. Miss Sugar. Miss Sugar, a fine, busty country lass. Miss. Well, we ought to have something for Miss Sugar to be sugary about. Why not a Mr Sugar? This is so sexist. All ages. A Miss Sugar and he's bringing up Busty? Buxom, Miss Sugar. come on. You've got to drop the Buxom. I've heard it said that living here is like doing a tour of duty in Vietnam War. Well, that's idle codswallop. This is a town with something to offer. When famous Pat Rafter got a helping hand from good-hearted locals on his way to the American Open, there's got to be something in it. That's right. Pat Rafter and Nambour and old Ruddy and Swanee. Don't ask me what it is about Nambour that spawns such prodigious talent. The campaign pictures of the day were at Nambour High School on Queensland's Sunshine Coast. Hey, guys. Good. Hey. You're taller than me. Are you working hard at school? Okay. Okay, having fun at school? Yeah. Good. That's fantastic. Kevin Rudd's old school. He smiled for the cameras on the old timber veranda, looked around wistfully, and addressed the school assembly. First of all, it's fantastic to be back in Queensland, fantastic to be back in Nambour and fantastic to be back at Nambour High. Nambour High is also the old school of the shadow treasurer Wayne Swan, who was there three years ahead of Kevin Rudd and doesn't remember him from back then. He was there today too. Wayne was captain of the rugby league team. I was captain of the debating team. (laughs) Wayne was very, very cool and I was very, very not. The one-time high school nerd, now candidate for Prime Minister, gave the students a pep talk. If I've got one message for you today, it's this. That if you work hard at what you do at this school, and if you work hard at what you do in your life, you can make of your life whatever you want in this great country of ours, Australia. If you like your politicians with dagger names, you can't do much better than Kevin and Wayne. Bless Nambour High, it's humility and fame for bringing us the likes of Kevin and Wayne. And if you like your politicians with gravitas and clout, let their names ring full. So, Rainey, you wrote that from personal experience. You were at school with Kevin and Wayne. I sure was. They were halcyon days, Glenda, halcyon days. The 1970s. 1970s at Nambour High School, yep. And your memories of these boys in short pants? That classic Nambour High School uniform, little grey trousers, horrible little grey shirt with a bit of blue around the sleeve, as I recall. And did you have a feeling that these two boys were going somewhere way back then? It was Nambour. I don't know if I thought anybody was going anywhere. (laughs) But let's face it, I would have been in year 11 and 12, and what girl, year 11 or 12, would take any notice of a nerdy little boy in year 9 or 10? Okay, so so he's... He's that bit younger than you, yes. but Swanee. Swanee. But Swanee was actually in your class. Swanee was in my class for five years, yep, ah. from grade 8 to year 12. Two blokes from Nambour High running the country. Yeah, as I say, I have no memory of Kevin. All I know is he went to drama classes with Beryl Muspratt, who was a very well-known personality in Nambour. But apparently he was great at drama. You know, I feel proud, that tenuous connection, you know, 
Down to earth Mr Swan, though, you've seen him a few times since. We met up and had coffee down at Door, opposite the surf club on my birthday morning. What was fantastic, I love this about Australians, the number of people who went up to him and said, Swanee, Swanee, mate, Swanee. So, you know, I thought that was a lovely little moment in time, an historic moment. But for me, he's the boy in short pants. We're down here on the streets of Nambour in the, the cauldron that is the shopping centre and it's a toasty winter's day, so the thermostat sets a toast and we're down here, we're talking to people about what is it that you think it is about Nambour that grows world leaders. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've never thought about it. It's a bit rude, isn't it? <laughs> I, I just think it's... Um, I think it's the atmosphere and a lot of people really like to actually <laughs> achieve something, mate. So, yeah, because you look over the years, we've had some of the best people come out of Nambour in, in the young folk, it's been incredible, mate. We've got filmmakers, you know, you name it. The drummer for Powderfinger come out of it. We've had amazing people come out of it. It's the best place to busk in the Sunshine Coast, Nambour. Okay. There's no money. Oh, I mean, there is money, but people I'm give you 20, 20 cents and, you know, they give you less, but they come and talk to you. Okay. And they, they stand and listen and you get a really good vibe as a busker here that you don't get in one. No, sir. No, sir, you get to talk to Spaniel Hook. But Nambour's like... It's great. It's friendlier. Yeah, friendlier. And it's not true. I did make quite good money here. It just maybe took a bit longer. Okay, excellent. It's a good town. Hello. We're from the Nambour Variety Show. Mm -hmm. Nambour mm -hmm. has got this idea that they're going to overtake Noosa as the, like, the tourist destination. Not possible. So, sorry? Not possible. Why, why is it not possible? Because Noosa's Noosa. Nambour's Nambour. What do you think we could do to, to Noosify Nambour? Is there a beach in Nambour? Well, we've, we've got Petrie Creek. Nambour, we're like one big extended family. Try tracking our family tree. And why, you'll find more plot twists and turns than the road up to the Blackhall Range. We're the South Sea Islanders We're gone all the way We're the South Sea Islanders We're here to stay First recognition now We'd been granted recognition. My sister Adele, she, she came round one night and she said, how about we see if we can compose a song about our recognition? We're the South Sea Islanders And we're here to stay Well, we weren't recognised as Australians. It was the Peter Beattie government that got our recognition, see? And now we're working together To make things right from the shackles and chains 
and the cane cut knife. Del wanted to, to go with some already known music, you know. I thought, no, we'll make our own music. Now for three generations we bowed our heads The forgotten people That's what they said And now we stand tall For all to see Where Australian government Has recognised our history as the setting sun rims the edge of Nambour's bowl with gold before it slips away over the Blackall Range and further west, a different kind of energy starts to softly pulse through the town, radiating out from its beating heart, which is where, you ask. One thing we notice when we go to Nambour, because yep. we, we have been to Nambour a few yep. times, is that there doesn't seem to be any kind of defined city centre. Nambour by night. Yes, we're offering living proof that Nambour does indeed have a nightlife. You've just got to look for it. Look, uh, Nambour by night hasn't been too bad, I guess, you know. It depends what you call Nambour, you know. It depends whether you're calling it over in Nambour or whether you're calling it here or whether it's, you know, in the cops or anything like that. Yeah, I've only been up here a couple of days, so. Do you know where you're going tonight? Uh, hopefully Harvey. But uh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. We'll, we'll, it depends on the Lee. Sorry, what, what's the Lee? The Lee. Lee Harvey, I was all, you know. Uh, Lee, wasabi, you know. Music. Music. Running with the pack, yeah. Chasing down those bunnies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now all the bunnies are dying. Got that crazy virus. No more chasing bunnies for you. We spoke to young Dave, who's clearly doing it a, a little bit tough. He's been on the streets and not entirely sure where he's going to spend the rest of the night. Certainly gives me a bit of perspective, <laughs> whinging about my first world problems, and he's a bloke that doesn't know where he's going to spend the night. He looked like he'd copped a few, so he may not have had a friendly time up here. Or if he hasn't had a friendly time somewhere, that's for sure. There's a few folk. Walking down, we might, I don't know, there's a few folk that are a bit, got the wobbly boots on, which is always interesting. I'm never entirely sure whether I should interview folk that have got the wobbly boot on or not. <laughs> All right, let's just wander over. All right, I'm going to give it a shot. How you going there, folks? Have you got a minute for a bit of fun? No, just seriously, we just, we've got a local radio show, we're interviewing people. My name's Uncle Howie, and this we got Rusty with us. Oh, 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 sweetie. Oh, sweetie. See, I told you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no good. Yeah, no good. Very quiet. <laughs> Pretty much. Our local pub shuts at 8 o'clock. <laughs> what? Our local pub shuts at 8 o'clock. The George. Yeah, yes. George. The shuts at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Six on Sundays. Closes at six on a Sunday. Just about. So what's your favourite haunt at night in Nambour? I don't have one. So we're, we're actually on Howard Street and we're looking at the shiny steel of the tram lines that runs up the middle of Howard Street and the story of Nambour and the sugar cane and it's kind of written on the walls of the building. 
Outside, the men freshen their breath with gum or mints. Inside, the girls patiently wait, dressed to the nines, sipping on sweet fruity cordial. Loving life as we slid into the embrace of the gypsy tap or the pride of Erin. Girls light as a feather, defying gravity, raising the roof to the old tunes into the wee small hours. It is summer, moonbright night in the sweltering sugar town, star-spangled, Bible black, the oily asphalt streets silent, save a distant siren sound. Up on Lamington Terrace, they're tossing, turning pillows in their slumber, searching out the cooler underside, feet twitching, twisting in the air out there beyond their clammy bedsheets. Namba's sugar babes are sleeping too, their dreams sweetly sticky, the local pineapple farmers too are snoring, servo cashiers, posties, vegan cafe owners, garbo truck drivers, accountants, council workers, hairdressers, all asleep, curling and unfurling as they slumber on. Well, it's time to dim the lights and turn back the bed covers as we serenade you off to sleep with a little song from Nambour. Night, night, I hope the mozzies don't bite. Sweet dreams. When I was a girl, I'd sit and watch the carriages go by. Hi, my name's Michelle Bradford-Jones and this is my song called Heart of Nambour Town. Now, the funny thing is when I wrote this song, you know, I was trying to be kind of sweet and, and kind about the nice memories that I had. But I also have this other side. With my little Nambour Town, I, I it's a love-hate kind of relationship. There's nice memories and there's memories of sadness and street people and hardship and having no money and now that I'm grown up I have this element of me that really respects the um, fact that I grew up in a small town I think it's really special yeah I hope you enjoy the song this is my my Nambo song all the tribes and the pioneers many live in Nambour. I bet you do now. That's right. We're a small town with big stories. Thanks to all who've helped out Uncle Howie, Cousy Cassie, Musty Mike and Rainy and Glenda. This is Auntie Doreen signing out.
The host of the Nambour Variety Show was Annie Gaffney, masquerading as Auntie Doreen. The original four-part podcast was produced by Hamish Sewell and edited for this episode of Earshot by Greg Appel and John Jacobs. Before any of those songs about Nambour were written, there was this song, sung by Willie McKenzie, a Jinnaburra man from nearby Kilcoy. It was recorded in the Nambour Cane Cutters Hall, which is on Gubby Gubby Land, in the early 1960s. This is the way our people here. See, below the railway station at Nambour, there's tea trees, and that's what it's named for. Nambour. What a precious recording. Thank you to the traditional owners for the permission to play it. Next time in our series, Greetings From, we're heading north to Yakala in Arnhem Land, where the land literally speaks to the Yolnu people. I'm Iyuki Okiranta, and I'll catch you then. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.